The Future Sport Podcast is brought to you by 3Advance, developers of sports tech apps that are AI-powered and UX-focused. So if you're looking to create some apps for your startup or your sports biz calls for some artificial or business intelligence, you should check out 3Advance. They're incredible. Go to 3Advance.com. That's the number 3Advance.com. Empire. Are you ready for some football? We ran our fastest speed in practice the week of the national championship. Huh. So after a 15-week, you know, grueling schedule of the season, our guys were, were peaking. That's Jeremy Jacobs, assistant strength and conditioning coach for the national champion LSU football program, where tech is helping alter how to build a winner. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. Are we going to have football? It seems to be trending that way, but the virus may ultimately determine the future of this fall. We can dream, as they did in Baton Rouge, that a title was coming. For Jeremy Jacobs, training has changed in recent years dramatically, and he joins us to discuss new methodology and support from companies like Perch, who is focused in on providing data for strength training. And their CEO, Jacob Rothman, is going to join us as well to tell us how he decided to disrupt the gym. But let's start with Jeremy Jacobs, who is merging old school motivation and new school analytics to help athletes achieve greatness. it far side catch made Moss is he in no signal touchdown for a second time the tight end has found the end zone and momentum swings back to the purple and gold don't want to dwell on the past but at LSU boy they had quite a great one with a championship season and then the number one overall pick in Joe Burrow at their quarter with their quarterback and as we look ahead to the future, we're trying to figure out when football is going to come back. And let's get some thoughts on that with Jeremy Jacobs, who is the LSU football assistant strength and conditioning coach. Jeremy, thank you so much for joining us in what has to be a bizarre time. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been an interesting uh, last couple of months. You know, typically we kind of look ahead. I, I just, you know, we don't get the chance that often to talk to someone who was part of a historic team. Um, do you want to? relive some moments with LSU last year and winning a national championship? Yeah, I would love to. It was, uh, it's something that, you know, you'll never forget. It's something, uh, for me, football has been like the first love of my life since I was a two-year-old kid. So to be a part of something like that, um, you don't really realize how special it is until you have some time afterwards to kind of look back and realize like that was, that was maybe one in a life, once in a lifetime type of a, a team to be with. And here we are wondering if we're even going to have a football season again. Right, I mean, this right. is so, yeah. I, this yeah. is just, I mean, it feels like eight years ago now that that yeah, happened. It does. I do. I, it's, uh, I'm trying to look forward and, and thinking about, uh, you know, like normally you'd go into this season and you would have uh, the talk would be about last year and, you know, what's the difference between our team. And, and I feel like that's such a far conversation to what we're going to be talking about. Uh, whenever we get football back. 
Um, it, we are going to look ahead to your training rooms, which are very mm-hmm. future forward in, in a moment, but just in general, um, how are you, are you communicating with the team, the coaches, the players, as I assume that you're working towards the likelihood that you will be able to practice and you will be able to play. Um, how are you guys trying to handle what is a very unusual off season? <laughs> Yeah, so we, uh, you know, our goal is to, to make sure that the, whenever we do get back that our guys are as ready as they can be. Uh, that's going to look different for every guy because some guys have access to weights and some guys don't have access to anything. Uh, so we as a staff actually put together a program where we had uh, multiple options. Like if you have access to weights, do this plan. If you have access to a, a couple of things, you can do this. And if you have nothing, here's something you can do. Uh, and I communicate with the guys on a daily basis through text and um, FaceTime and stuff like that. And thankfully, with technology these days, you can communicate uh, much easier. So I see those guys on a regular basis. They send me pictures of what they're doing on a daily basis. And uh, we've kind of created like a, an inner squad competition where we give points to guys for doing the right thing, even eating right. If they send me a good quality meal, I'll give huh. them points for that. Um, just, just trying to stay engaged, keep them engaged. And we have, uh, weekly, you know, the NC2A allows so much time with the athletes. So, uh, I'll hop on the weekly meeting with, uh, some of the position groups and they'll be talking with their actual coach. Um, and I'll be in those meetings and we'll give them updates on stuff and they're talking football with their coach. So, you know, from the football side of things, the coaches are definitely trying to keep their mentally prepared. Uh, we're trying to keep them as physically prepared as we can. So hopefully once we do get back, uh, we're not in too big of a hole to dig out of. You know, we've had the opportunity to, to talk to the guys at Perch and we've talked mm-hmm. to some people that have covered your program specifically and the SEC mm-hmm. in general. Um, can you kind of just talk about the tech advances in the training room and, and what you guys are implementing um, in normal times when you're trying to get your team prepared to play football games? Yeah, so it's, you know, I have the... Uh, the fortunate opportunity where I work under coach Tommy Moffitt, the head strength coach here, who's a legend in our field. Um, and he's been doing this for a long time, over 30 years. You know, he's been at LSU over 20 years now, just, just alone. So uh, he's been, he's seen, you know, everything before there was any technology in the weight room. And now we have technology. We basically, we track the players. We kind of joke, but we say every time they wiggle, we we're tracking it and it's from the time that they run with whether they're using GPS devices when they're out on the field, actually practicing or running or playing in games, uh, whether it's in the weight room, we have force plates that they jump on. Um, and now with perch, we have cameras on every rack where we're tracking bar speeds. Um, and so it's a different way to program their off season training. So we literally have a glimpse into how their body is functioning uh, regardless of what they're doing. So you get all this new data. Um, mm-hmm. How do you implement it? How, how does it, how does it change yeah. how you train the athletes? Yeah, that's the thing. So it, um, you know, if I have data, but I don't use it, what's the point, right? So um, we, we take it and we compare it uh, to like, we compare position to position. We compare um, practice to practice. Uh, one of the, the, the nice things about football is it's a very, like rhythmic week where we know Tuesday, for instance, here at LSU is our tough practice day. So we compare Tuesday practices to Tuesday practices and we can kind of see uh, the progression and how um, 
the, the player is functioning. It's really all about their ability to recover and how their central nervous system is functioning. And what the technology and data gives us is we have like key performance indicators that we look for um, and we look for trends over time. And so it gives us a way to really, all right, is our program working? Um, and are our guys getting better? Because if ultimately, if they're not playing better on Saturday, what's the point? So um, we have we know certain numbers, whether it's on the force plate when they jump on it or the perch or whatever they're doing or GPS. Like, for instance, just to give you a kind of a, a, a bird's eye view of it, was um, we ran our fastest speeds in practice the week of the national championship. Huh. So after a 15-week you know, grueling schedule of the season, our guys were, were peaking at the hardest and, and latest part of the season, right? Obviously, when you want to. Um, and I think a lot of that attributes to the technology just kind of gives us a better handle on how they're actually doing so that we can train them optimally. I would imagine then that you've changed your methodology off of the data. Uh, is there any kind of examples of the way that you went about training athletes to how this has helped you alter the way you go about approaching this? Absolutely. So uh, I'll give you an example of like, for instance, uh, you know, we're a very, uh, we're an Olympic-based program, meaning, you know, we, we utilize the clean and jerk and snatch a lot as far as movements. Um, plus we're going to squat and we're going to bench. We're going to do all your fundamental movements and we're going to teach technique and technique's always the, the number one thing that we teach over speed. But in the past, during our in-season program, we would have squatted heavier, like uh, talking one rep max percentage. You know, we would have worked up and, and probably hit some squats in the 75, 80% range in season, which is, you know, relatively heavy. Um, something that we have changed now is we understand through technology and stuff that we're really chasing in a sport like football. We're tracing, we're chasing peak power. Uh, we're not necessarily chasing strength, especially in an in-season program. We need them to be as powerful as they can be on a week-to-week basis. So the numbers, when you have something like Perch, where it tracks all of that number based off their, you know, because the two metrics for, for power are velocity and force. So if I have the force, meaning the weight on the bar, and now I have the velocity because Perch is tracking that, Perch does the calculation. It gives me their peak power uh, instantaneously after the rep. So I can take that data afterwards and I can figure out at what percentage we're training at, where are we hitting our peak power numbers, and we're going to stay in that range as opposed to maybe going heavier where that velocity starts dropping lower. Um, So we squatted much lighter in season than we ever have consistently, and we saw our power numbers considerably going up. Basically, our guys were getting better and moving a similar weight faster as the season went on, Um, and we saw that in our force plate data where they were jumping better. Uh, there's a metric called uh, RSI modified, which comes out on the force plate data. It's just a, it's a fancy way of saying how, how fast do I reach my maximum height of a jump? So how quick can I get there? So we saw our RSI modified continually increase throughout the season based off what we were doing in the weight room. And so I would say it, it changed basically how we programmed on a week to week basis, because now instead of just, prescribing a program and kind of in quotations, you know, using your coach's eye. Uh, I had real, we had real data that said like, no, we're getting better. Like let's continue down this path. Or on the flip side, you can say, "Mm, that might be a little too heavy or even too light. We need to change that. And we would make those calls on a group to group basis. So in the middle of a workout, we could say, "Mm, we don't like what's going on. Let's change it right now. Um, 
is that, and I think that has fundamentally changed. Like we're making real time decisions in the weight room now, as where in the past you kind of write a program and then you have to wait for that program to be completed to look back and see if it worked. That's amazing. All right. So you're getting stronger, you're getting faster. You guys are mm-hmm. at your peak performance at the exact perfect time to be doing so when you're about to play for a national championship. How about, yeah. how about injury prevention? Um, have you seen a, a benefit of what you guys are doing in the hopes of trying to avoid injury as much as possible in football? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So another thing, too, is um, both the perch and the force plate. Um, the, so the force plate is two actually different plates. So your right and left foot step on different plates as you jump. So we can get real-time asymmetry data, like if you're lacking in your right or left leg or if you have some type of injury. And then if we're doing something on the perch where maybe let's, we're doing like a lunge or a split squat type of a thing, it will show me um, my right leg and my left leg. And am I moving the bar at different speeds? Am I stronger on one side or the other? Um, and there's going to be certain components in certain athletes like a kicker or a rotational athlete like a, throwing, like a quarterback where you're going to normally have those discrepancies just because of how they rotate and, and how they train. But generally – for uh, like a receiver or running back, you would want that to be as close to a one-to-one ratio as possible. So if I have a guy who has an ankle um, in practice and I watch him jump on the force plate, I'm going to see that discrepancy in the force plate data. And then as he gets healthier, I will hopefully see that discrepancy start to go away. So now I can give real numbers to the coaching staff and tell them kind of like, hey, he's, he's about 15% off. You know, he's like, he's not quite there. And the closer that we get to that one-to-one ratio where their limbs are uh, equal, the the better um, speeds we see on the field. And obviously, from an injury prevention standpoint, the more balanced the athlete is to hopefully remain injury-free. Um, does this all fall under the category? We heard a lot about this with basketball, load management. What, the, what, is that, oh. what does that terminology mean to you in football? Yeah, absolutely. So even um, – it's uh, like our, we use polar for our GPS tracking devices and they give you a number that is, it's called load. Um, and the whole load management thing is something where uh, obviously basketball has, has kind of made it a household conversation, but it's something that we've looked at forever um, and trying to, you know, like, this is kind of crazy. So with, our yardage for our wide receivers, for instance, um, we would go back to, you know, last year, Joe Brady and those guys. And, and I would give them these daily reports of like, Hey, here's what practice looked like this week. Here's what it looked like yesterday, or here's what the game looked like. And then they would look at them and then try to evenly distribute practice reps, um, amongst our guys. So we weren't just having our, our ones take all the reps in practice. And when it came Back at the end of the season, we looked at the whole season as a view. Our wide receivers were all within like two miles of each other for total yardage of the entire year. So they did a great job. The coaches like actually taking the data and then using it in their practice plan to make sure that our guys were fresh on Saturday. Um, and there was days where they would see stuff and be like, hey, look, you know, our, our starting three receivers are going to take basically this practice off. We're going to have them do some individuals and then we're going to let the young guys take all the reps because we need them for Saturday or, and it, and it obviously showed where those guys were performing all 15 weeks of the year. Um, And I think, so I think the coaches, you know, they, they saw it and obviously they saw the benefit. So now they're more uh, bought into what we're as a strength strap 
trying to sell. And, and I think it's been a, a good partnership there. And honestly, even somebody like, like, like Coach O has an unbelievable uh, gut feeling. Uh, he knows when he wants to hammer down, but he also really understands when I need to pull back. Um, and it was kind of crazy because sometimes we would like Coach Moffat wouldn't even need to say anything. Like Coach O kind of did it on his own. So I think it's a, it's a collective whole group thing um, and understanding when I need to, you know, we need to push here. And obviously now we need to pull back here. Um, I'll let you go with this. And, and this is mm-hmm. just kind of a general feeling. Um, look, everybody's going to go back to work. Your work environment mm-hmm. is very different than others. There's, I don't know how socially distant you can be with, with what you guys do. Um, how comfortable are you all? What are, what are you saying down there about the idea of having a football season right now? Yeah, I mean, we're hopeful. Um, it's something that I, uh, uh, it's such a big part of and the culture everywhere, but down in the South, obviously it is, it, you know, you can argue that it's even bigger. Um, and there's the economic impact that goes far beyond just, ticket sales and stuff to the whole community of, of Baton Rouge in particular uh, is massive. So for that standpoint, I'm very, I'm very hopeful that we can do it. Obviously we need to do it in a, the safest manner. And we're, we're kind of, you know, letting our, you know, elected leaders kind of guide those decisions right now. But I know that um, it's something that we're, we're trying to prepare ourselves. So when we do kind of get the green light, we're, we're going to go. Um, and then, we're going to take player safety into it um, and athlete safety. So we, I get emails every day from our administrators of here's kind of the steps and the plans and here's kind of how we're going to have to do it. And I think there's going to be some strict guidelines, especially when we first get back to um, whether it's getting your temperature taken every single time you walk in um, to certain tests, asks to limiting the number of players that can obviously be in like for my, uh, for my area in the weight room. Uh, at one time. So how many groups of a day do we need to run to have the whole team train? Um, those are all the logistics stuff that they're trying to figure out right now. Uh, and I know that's something that's, that they talk about on a daily basis. Well, look, selfishly, we want you guys back. And, and certainly um, yeah. <laughs> off of what happened uh, a year ago, man, you guys are getting it right. So congratulations on the season that you had. And I, I think I speak for everyone to say, I hope we see you in some form um, this fall playing football games. Jeremy Jacobs is the assistant strength and conditioning coach at LSU. Thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate it, Brian. Up next, Perch CEO Jacob Rothman on the advancement of strength training using tech. This is the Future Sport Podcast. Future Sport Podcast is brought to you by 3Advance. So let's take a moment to thank our friends at 3Advance. These guys are ranked one of the nation's top app developers. Their user experience and cloud expertise has helped grow a bunch of sports tech startups, including Team Builder, T-Box Tour, and In-Game Fantasy. So if you're looking for a development partner to bring your future sport tech to life, look these guys up. Go to 3Advance.com. They're the team to make it happen. And advance, you will. That's the number three, advance.com, and tell them Future Sports sent you.
When we all get out of this quarantine and back into the gym and get back to real life, Jacob Rothman, the co-founder and CEO of Perch, is going to help you get stronger faster. Hey, Jacob, how are you? Thanks for joining us. Doing great. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate having me. I know this is weird times to sit here and talk about sports and technology and performance and getting together and being part of a team. But um, here we are. What a weird time we're in right now. Absolutely. I'm, I'm glad you're doing well and just do everything to, to stay safe and, and keep everybody else the same. Uh, tell us a little bit about Perch. What do, what do you guys do? Yeah, absolutely. So, so Perch at a very high level is fitness technology for strength training. So instead of like a wearable device that that some of your listeners may be familiar with, such as a Fitbit or an Apple Watch that's focusing on steps, heart rate, calories. Um, we do something very similar, but we're more geared towards strength training or functional movement. So what the product actually is, is a camera system um, that you attach to any piece of weightlifting equipment. So a weight rack, for instance, so an athlete will walk up, they'll lift, and then using those cameras, we're measuring velocity, power output, sets, reps, some information about form. Um, so there's no nothing attached to the athlete, nothing attached to the barbell. Um, we capture all this information about quality of movement um, without really interfering interfering with the workout in any way. Um, what's your background? How did you get into this? Absolutely. So um, my background, I'm actually a recent graduate at MIT. I studied mechanical engineering, graduated in 2016, and then did a year of, of grad school there, and then actually put that on hold to pursue for full time. I actually started kind of as a class project at MIT with myself and a couple of buddies from school. Um, and we were actually all varsity athletes at MIT. So it was kind of a, a passion of... Um, so we started this over in school, started talking to hundreds of strength and conditioning coaches, realized that there was kind of a problem in the field um, and just set out to kind of uh, build build a solution to the problem. Well, I was going to ask you, uh, were you into strength training? Because this is an interesting direction to go <laughs> if your background wasn't strength training. That's, uh, it, it was kind of, um, I we, we definitely weren't, didn't do a ton of strength training, but I, I guess as a varsity athlete, the majority of the time, the majority of the training that you're doing is going to be in the weight room. Um, especially as a baseball player, there's not maybe a ton of conditioning involved there. Um, so, it, and then it was just noticing kind of the trends in fitness technology. You know, you have the, qual- the quantified self movement. Um, like everybody wants to know more about the body, their body. Everybody wants to get stronger, faster, just like you said at the beginning of this. But you go go for a run, you can track your steps, your heart rate, your calories, your HRV. You really get a bunch of information about what you're doing, your GPS, how far you're running. But when you get step into the weight room, um, there's really you're missing a ton of information. I, I typically say the simple analogy is when you go into the weight room you have access to sets reps and how much weight you lifted um so that's what you did but not how well you did it and that's like equivalent to going to a track running around a track four times without something as basic as a stopwatch so you know you ran a mile but you don't know that quality of that mile so is that a six minute mile or a 10 minute mile um so we felt that um it was a very simplistic analogy but we felt that when you go into the weight room a lot of that information is being missed um, and we can do a lot to kind of help people get stronger faster um and you're working with lsu and who else? What other schools are you working with right now? So we just started selling product last year, so it's still pretty early on. But LSU football, Duke football, a couple of our first big customers, um, we were really happy to be able to support them in the national championship last year. Yeah. And then um, we were we, we worked. That was a great timing. Um, we work <laughs> with the the new, the New York Giants now, um, the Miami Dolphins, a couple other MLB NHL teams, um, and then a couple other schools as well, and continue to add more. Um, so tell me about the, res- I know this is very early here, but like, um, what are the teams telling you in terms of the data they are receiving and how it is helping to train their athletes right now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if you take LSU for instance, um, it's like they're tapping information on really everything that they do. Um, so typically like before we were doing, it was, you have GPS systems. So when you're on the field, you're capturing GPS, you're capturing heart rate, you have force plates in the weight rooms so you're capturing, um, you're doing some readiness assessments or 
capturing some data that way. But really, you go into the weight room, and then all of that information is being missed. So you're capturing player load across almost everything an athlete's doing, besides you know a very critical or pivotal piece of of that athlete's training. And so what we do with LSU Duke, a lot of these other programs, is we give them a a way to capture um, information about the quality of movement in the weight room in a very easy way, a great user experience. So literally every time LSU lifts, any time the lifts, everything everything that they're doing in the weight room is being tracked. So now they can really utilize or leverage that information to see, you know, are my players overtraining? Are they optimizing their performance? Where are they? Are we training for the right attributes? Um, you know, a lot of these schools certainly have very, very gifted athletes and great coaching staffs. Um, but with this data, they can really fine tune these workouts to ensure that, you know, you're optimizing the training without really overdoing it, um, especially during long seasons. What, what was the reaction? You know, we ask a lot of this about scouts and other things where tech has come in and not replaced people, but um, maybe altered the way they've gone about doing their training with their athletes. What's been the response from athletic trainers and strength coaches of teams as you guys have put the technology into their rooms? Yeah, so it's, it's been very, very positive. So, it's, you know, we didn't invent this type of training. There's been other technologies out there, a lot of, a lot of great companies that have educated the market. Um, but we feel a lot of those take too much time to use, and they're very limited in actually the data that they can provide. Um, so the, the feedback that we get from these coaches is we actually give them more time to focus on what they do best, which is coach their athletes. So it's like they don't have to play around with the technology. They kind of set it up once. Um, it's there. It's kind of making your weight rack smart. It's almost an extra pair of eyes in the weight room um, to really objectively quantify movement. And then we provide that data to these coaches so that they can really make the actionable. They really make the insights um, and really coach their athletes and use this data to coach these athletes even better. Um, I assume that the application is going to end up in gyms nationwide, right? I mean, is that that's the idea here, right? Well, that is the goal. Yeah, so to really move towards um, home gyms, so like your garage gyms, for instance, CrossFit facilities, uh, commercial or big box gyms. Um, really, uh, the challenge there is to kind of package this data into actionable insights, so actually helping people make sense of this data, and then just educating the market a little bit on the value of the data as well. Um, but we've seen it happen with, with cardio and um, just, you know, your wearable devices. Yeah. Um, and we think that the trend is to go towards strength training and really complete that picture. You know, if you can step into a gym and capture everything you're doing on the cardio side and then go and do some squats or some leg press and capture that information and combine it into a, a single cohesive picture of what you did in the gym, um, I think that can be really, really powerful. And what does that look like? That, that information ends up on a smartwatch or on your phone. How do you kind of implement this real-time data back to someone who's in the middle of a workout? Yeah, so that, is, that is a great question. I don't think it's something we've totally figured out. Of course, we, we'd love to be the, the house of that data, but I think we're going to focus on what we do best, which is the computer vision, the capturing that data. Um, so there may be a player in the space that eventually comes along and, and aggregates a lot of this data and is kind of that platform. Um, that, that houses it. It could be us. It could be a, a, another company. Um, it could be each gym has their own platform. You see a lot of gyms like Equinox, for instance, um, having their own uh, like in-house app, for instance. So it, it could come in a lot of different um, shapes or flavors. All right, I'll let you go with this. Um, did Coach O send you a ring? I mean, it sounds like, you know, you guys had a lot to do with winning a national championship in year one. Uh, I, I wish. Uh, <laughs> cor- correlation doesn't equal causation. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, we were just happy to be a part of it. <laughs> Jacob Rothman is the co-founder and the CEO of Perch. Thank you so much for joining us, Jacob. Yeah, thanks, Brian. I appreciate it. On the next Future Sport Podcast, Don Davis wants to change everything about watching a fight. So we created the Smart Cage. And simply the Smart Cage presents 
fight analytics and fighter data that make watching the fight more interesting. So we have chips in the fighter's glove, a film under the mat, which captures everything that's going on in the fight. Don Davis, founder of the Professional Fighters League, will tell you about smart octagons, in-fight betting, and more. For now, that will do it for us this week. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. The Future Sport Podcast is brought to you by 3Advance, developers of sports tech apps that are AI-powered and UX-focused. So if you're looking to create some apps for your startup or your sports biz calls for some artificial or business intelligence, you should check out 3Advance. They're incredible. Go to 3Advance.com. That's the number 3Advance.com.